Steven Diego, and you're tuned in to Breaking Down the Breakdown. In this episode, we are going further into BPD, and we're going to explore just how differently it affects every single individual. Hello! <laughs> this is Steven Diego, and you are tuned in to Breaking Down the Breakdown. Today, we have an amazing special guest. No, I say that every week. The moment that I stop saying that, people are going to be like, okay, so this person's not that special. Anyways, guys, this is Bernice. This is a really good friend of mine. Hello, Bernice. Hi. Say hi to everybody. How are you doing today? Hi, everyone. <laughs> look at you all dolled up. Sorry? You look all dolled up and everything. Uh, it's just lashes. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. I don't know. Your hair too. Wait, did you color your hair? What the heck? I've had it dyed green long time. Even when you came over? Yeah. It's probably the lighting. My my curtains are open. True. I'm I'm just a terrible friend. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for allowing me to convince you to get on this show. No worries. (laughs) I'm excited. If I could be on the show. (laughs) You didn't have to. What the heck? I mean, you asked, but you know, like, I I was scared you were going to back out because you were all nervous and you were all like, oh, I don't know if I should do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just glad you're doing this. So, I mean. Thanks. Let's get it started then. All right. So. Why don't you tell us a little about yourself? So, my name is Bernice. I'm in my mid-twenties. Uh, I'm a third-year psych student. Cool. And I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder in 2018. I love how I just kind of like froze there. Wait, <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. What the heck? No, no, it wasn't that long. Oh, I thought you've been dealing with this for so long. Or maybe you <laughs> have, but you haven't... Yeah, it was hard to get a diagnosis because, uh, well, I was seeing a social worker in 2017, like like mid-2017 to late-2017, and I was seeing him for a year. Okay. And like four sessions in, he was like, I think you have BPD. I was seeing him for depression. Okay. I thought I was depressed, but... Like, he he said that you might have BPD. I said something to him on the fourth session, and that's what made him say, oh, you, I think you have BPD. And then he referred me to a psychiatrist, and then the psychiatrist was like, no, you, you have a learning disorder, not BPD. And I was <laughs> like, that's not, that's not, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm in university. How can I have a learning disorder? Right. Yeah, and it's probably... I don't know, like, my marks right now are not that bad. Like, they're in the Bs and As. So I don't think it's a learning disability. And it's so far, like, my symptoms from a learning disability and borderline are, like, really, like, they're really different. Like, yeah, I have I was, a friend who has a learning disability, and it's two different things. I was going to say, how did this psychiatrist pick up learning disability from symptoms of bipolar or depression? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so... Yikes. Okay, so what did you do after the psychiatrist said that? So I, I was a lost cause because I could, like, it's hard. It's really expensive to afford uh, to see a pri- private practitioner. Yes. So I had, like, I went to CAMH. I went to CAMH. So CAMH, if you guys don't know, 
it's the hospital center for addiction and mental health and they specialize with mental health and addictions and i was in the emergency there in like summer of 2018 and then i saw a psychiatrist there he was still in his residencies so he just graduated from med school and then he was like yeah you definitely it's definitely bpd and then to like so they have two psychiatrists and they're there's two different diagnoses or they're saying two different opinions. So I had right. to, I found the third one, okay. which was a Planned Parenthood. And she was like, yeah, she, she broke the tie saying it, it was BPD. Okay. It is BPD. That's, oh my God, that must've been a whirlwind. How long did it take from the initial diagnosis of the first psychiatrist? Uh, I don't think it was that long. I remember it was still around the summertime or like summer fall. Okay, so you were able to actually be referred and was seen pretty quickly. Yeah. That's wow. That's really good. I mean, because for me, like it's it's been hard. I mean, you know, I guess COVID times, it's really hard yeah. to find time. Everybody's busy dealing with their own stuff. But okay, that kid had a really good time then. Yeah. So what made you actually like? What made you want to see? the was it a social worker or a counselor first a counselor uh, yeah, sorry okay. social worker right so what prompted for you to, to want to see that social worker in the first place like what happened so um in 2017 i was like it was my last semester at humber college i did a two-year diploma there and i noticed that my mood was starting to get low like I was not motivated to go to school and then my marks also dropped so I was an honor student first three semesters and then my marks dropped like for what reason I don't know and then I graduated and then the summer of 2017 I had a huge fight with my high school friends and then after that I just felt lost I just felt like how I described it, it was like a great like my future looks like a gray area in my mind like it's right. really gray like i can't really picture myself having a future so yeah so like it was a, like so i like i said it had a we had a huge fight and like it felt like the end of the world to me mm -hmm. so my mom was like um my hey my work my workplace uh, offers free um like we have three social work girls workers I have you see one of them and I, I agreed to it and that's just that was like the start of my mental health journey okay well I'm glad that your mom is super supportive about these things uh, right yeah no <laughs> <laughs> what's with the no I mean for her to suggest seeing a social worker I think that's great right yeah it is is it just like um is it after you started seeing social worker that she was kind of apprehensive about you doing it or yeah she's she's skeptical about me she she was skeptical about me taking medications because she's okay. heard that you know there's a lot of stigma with medicate yes. being medicated and mental health so they because they, like right now i look fine but like i feel like if i don't take my meds like before i started taking my meds i i didn't do i didn't um fold my laundry for a year i I wouldn't clean. I wouldn't cook. Basically, like, even school was hard for me. So but it's as now, if you're not functional at all. Like, you yeah, don't want to function. Yeah, now I'm able to handle, like, three classes, which is, like, I'm, I'm impressed. Dude, that's really good. From no classes to three. Yeah. That's, you know what, though? I will say this. Like, to, 
at least she's only like that with the medication, right? Because there are so many, and you know, I'm sorry, I have to call out our culture here, but there are so many Filipino parents that don't even believe in mental health um, wellness, you know, like yeah. for them, it's, it's just, Oh, you're, you're being dramatic. Right. Like they would say things yeah. like that. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to your mom though, for actually suggesting that that's really yeah. good. Shit. She did notice changes in me. Like after, when I started drinking meds, I remember her saying, Oh, you're before you didn't don't cook and you don't clean. But now I see you cleaning. I see you cooking. Bernice, yeah. you're fucking lazy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Well, that's really good. So, like, my thing now, I'm trying to word this carefully. Like, every time I do this, like, I'm always like, okay, I got to say something, but I, I need to make sure it's politically correct. I don't want to hurt anybody. Um, do you think that one day, uh, I don't know if this is a goal for you, are you one of those people that wants to be free from taking the meds one day? Or are you completely okay with being on meds your entire life? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Right now, all I can say is they're helping me. Right. Like clonazepam. Because I'm taking two different meds. So I'm taking escitalopram and clonazepam. Okay. Clonazepam is the one that helps me sleep, sleep at night. And it's... Right wonderful like <laughs> i have trouble sleeping and because of it i'm able to sleep i remember you tried to tell me to get some. Yeah. <laughs> like no um maybe um in the future if i'm well enough to not be on meds i could like it'll be really great because they, they can really be expensive yeah i was gonna say yeah but i don't know it's still too far for me to think about it okay just, you know, like we have, I mean, we have mutual friends, some friends that, you know, their goal is like, no, I don't want to be taking this forever, right? And so I always just like to ask where people are with their mindsets on this. Because even for me, right, like before I found out, like, I, I don't know if you know, but remember the whole diagnosis of the OCD, right? Yeah. Um, and apparently I'm allergic to every single SSRIs and SNRIs. So for me, and you know, like they usually prescribe those for OCD patients to help with the thoughts. I can't, I'm not able to have that aid. And it, yeah, right. So for me, it's just like, I'm finally okay with, you know, like I was thinking about it before. I was like, actually, I wouldn't mind being on medication for the rest of my life if it helps me function a lot better than I am now. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm asking these questions because I want people to, I want to kind of gauge how people feel about medication. I'm a sex student, so I'm, I'm like, I'm biased. You're, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like on the medication side. Uh, so right now, like I'm taking two meds and it's helping me so far. And as long as it's helping me function properly, like exactly. I, I, I don't mind being on it. Like if right. I have to be on it uh, for the rest of my life, then so be it. Right. Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like, yeah, like there are people who are like, for example, diabe- diab- di- people who have diabetes, like they have to take insulin for the rest of their life. Right. What, why can't I? I'm, I'm exactly. something. See, that's amazing. I'm glad you're saying it like that because again, right, the stigma in mental health and taking medication, like people are just, and even for me, like, yes, I took the SSRIs. Yes, it gave me such adverse effects. 
yes, it almost sent me to another psychotic episode, right? But me being there, at least I know that these these things actually work for certain people. And so why not take it, right? Yeah. Oh, completely understand. Okay, that's great. Wow. Bernice over here, guys. I mean, you know, one of these days she's she you know, she might be your therapist, right? Yeah. Is that the goal for you right now? Either that or a social worker for kids. I can't handle kids. <laughs> You're too patient. No, but that's great. That's that's really good, Burns. So, mm, I want to ask. Um, let's say that whole scenario with your friends, like the fighting, never happened, right? Do you think you'd, you would have still actively sought out help? I don't think so. Yeah, eh? No. Because you wouldn't have figured out maybe something was wrong. Yeah, I would. No, I probably would not even be on this podcast right now. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I would. I, no, there was zero chance because I didn't, I didn't know that it, it is what it is until I experienced it myself. Like, does that make sense? No, it makes a lot. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I knew what depression was, but I didn't know how it felt. Right. A lot of people are depressed and don't even know they're depressed. Yeah. 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 Do you then, do you think, like, are you glad it happened? Yes and no. I mean, I miss my, they were my friends. Um, They were my high school friends. I came here to Canada in, like, in 2010, and they were my first friends. Okay. So they were my high school friends and we were friends for years. So a part of me wishes that it didn't happen. And a part of me is glad because I wouldn't be on this journey if I it never ha- had happened. That's, you know, that's beautiful. Like, that's actually so true. Like, I bet you, like, so many people, you know, me included, always go back to that one event. And we always say, fuck, man, like, what if... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it did happen to me three years ago, so I had that moment to like, what if it never happened? What yeah. if it never happened? But now I'm like, I've moved on. Like, I've, I've we've, we've apologized to each other, so probably if we see each other in public, we'll say hi. I yeah, don't know. Like, super civil. Yeah, but it's probably like we're, we're civil, and I'm glad with the, my, the group of friends that I'm I have right now. Like, we're op- I, I, I'm transparent with them with everything. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, you know, we're, we yeah. have our group and we're great. We're a bunch of crazy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we should take that term out of the dictionary. But we're crazy in different ways, not the what people think. We're, That's come true. on, pride last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to. I miss pride. <laughs> I do too. I do too, girl. I do too. My God. All right. Well, You know, with that being said, because I I was actually going to ask you how you're coping with it, right? Like, and the medications really do help. They do. Has there ever been a situation where, you know, like, there are some days where sometimes the medication isn't really enough? And is there something that you do to kind of help you just get back on track? Oh, yeah. Um, There are days. I have those days where it's just like, you know, I feel empty. I feel really sad. I feel like I want to end it all. And I do have a crisis hotline that I always call or open 24-7. And the wait times is not, are not that long. And I do call them. It's a 30 to 40-minute phone call. And they do help me, like, de-escalate. They do help me, like, 
talk about my feelings. They do help me a, a lot with those with that part. That's amazing. Kind of like a little counseling. And then if worse comes to worse, I always tell myself if I even they can't help me, I could always like go to the hospital and like check myself in. That over harming myself or someone else. That's amazing. Honestly, like the amount of awareness that you have, you know, one can only hope for. And I actually really think people that are going through mental health issues like us are a lot more aware of things rather than normal people. That's true. So, I mean, you know, I'm here to say like, I was so scared too. I remember my, my whole, like, I'm going to end up hurting people or killing people. And it's like hearing you in action for your feelings, it actually really empowers my own. And it really, it makes me feel reassured. Even though I'm not, I'm not seeking reassurances because it's so bad to do that. But the way you talk about it, it's so reassuring for me because it allows me to know that here's somebody who's going through almost the same thing in their heads. And it feels so alien to them, but they know exactly what to do when that situation happens. Yeah. Well, I've been through a little bit of therapy. That's probably why I'm more aware. Okay. Well, I mean, hey, right? Like, it's work. It's clearly, it's working. Yeah. That's amazing. Leave me the number for the crisis hotline. I'm going to post it up along with this podcast so that if people ever need somebody to talk to, I mean, you can call me or birds, but, you know, we're not professionals. So we can totally leave the hotline number. Okay. That's sure. amazing. It's a hotline number and a text number because I know some people who are not comfortable with um, calling or talking. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. So the text, texting, they also offer texting services. That's great. Okay. Well, we are kind of running out of time, but before we go. Oh, we are? <laughs> right? I'm looking at the time. Like, what time did we start? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this was like almost... No, it's okay. We have some time. I just like to say that because, you know, sometimes if you're off into discussions and I don't want to, you know, kind of leave it hanging. Before we go, though, I just want to, I want to ask you, like, for other people that are going through this, like your BPD stuff, right? Uh, It's funny because, I mean, you and Christine have the same diagnosis, but the way it affects you guys is so different. And the way you talk about it is so different. And this is why I was like, okay, it's important to have people that actually have the same diagnosis to be on this show. I don't want to be like, oh, I already did anxiety, so I'm not doing that with you. It's like, because it's so different. Yeah. Like, I want people to see just like, you know, you can't, it's like when like, when people found out I have OCD, they're like, you're not checking your doorknobs. And I'm like, dude, like, this one thing, like, chill, bro. Like, that's different. I mean, but, I studied OCD. That's why I know how, like, what it is. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. Nothing get past you. I mean, you're a psych student. You know, I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about other people. <laughs> but with that being said, somebody out there that has the same reaction to BPD like you do, like, what would you say to them to kind of help them with their journey? Um. Well, first of all, BPD has nine nine different symptoms, and you ha- have to meet at least five of the nine symptoms. Um, to be in order to be diagnosed that's why you, you mentioned earlier that me and Christine have the same diagnosis but we talk about it differently he, we both have different experiences in life we both grew up in different um, socioeconomic culture 
I mean, it's both in the Philippines, but she she came here a little younger than I did, although yeah. we came here the same year. She's, she is a younger than me. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> um, to every to anyone who may who's watching the show, uh, who who think that they're probably suffering from BPD, if you have that gut feeling, um, always like I would say seek professional help because they've ha- helped me. I I know so I know I have another acquaintance who also has BPD, and she also um takes medication for it and therapy. I have friends who like bipolar spectrum, um, psychotics, um, psych- psychosis, and other types of mental health issues, and they also sought help. And they said that they've um, seeking professional help have helped them. So don't be afraid to stand up. Like you don't even have to tell your friends and family at first if you're not comfortable. Just like having that professional um, support is really good, and then they they'll help you. Um, tell your friends and family like they can they do step by step um kind of like coming out to your friends and family. <laughs> yeah and and you're not alone like honestly when I started talking about my um mental health to my friends my current circle of friends like they say I have this too and I have that too and I'm like oh it's not as uncommon as society um shows it to be like it says on. I'm gonna be a little um, statistical here. Um, oh, I, I, <laughs> I did a paper on BPD, and they said that only 2.5 percent of North Americans have it. But that's just the 2.5 percent who are diagnosed. There are also people who are not. Sorry, who are not diagnosed. And yeah, so there 2.5. It's not a lot, but there's a trillion people here. So it's probably uh. a million. A million BPD people out there, or more. I mean, or more, shit, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that's wow! Like, and, you know, it just goes to show, right? This is why we have to break that stigma. This is why I'm doing the show, right? Like, I want people to just come out, be okay, be honest with themselves. Like, if you're going through a rough time, don't fall into the tropes of oh. Just being weak right good now. Vibes, good right? vibes, good vibes. Like I mean, yeah, good vibes. But at the same time, like, take care of yourself. Like, seek out proper help. Oh my goodness, this has been amazing. I'm honestly, Bernice, thank you so much for being on this show. It's been so informative. I am going to ask Bernice back because there's still something we haven't talked about, and I don't think five minutes is gonna, you know, is enough to talk about that. She's like, what if I'll talk to you about it later? Don't worry, we'll we'll save it for another episode. But okay. um actually one of the things that I'm adding on this show, I have a friend. I spoke about this last week on my show. Her name is Chanel Hines, and she is actually, I believe, doing her PhD um, you know, on psych, and she had agreed to come on the show and help out a little bit. So, you know, if anybody out there actually have any questions, like if Bernice ever wants to talk about, uh, she's a psych student, she's not going to want to do that. She does her own research. <laughs> but nice. it's just about a different angle and different insight on your diagnosis to make you feel like, oh, wow, I really am not alone. So, you know what? Watch out for that, guys. That should be coming soon. But anyway, thank you, Burns. I will see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, are you, when are you coming over what the heck like when are you and Dong gonna come over again um I don't know yet <laughs> I'm busy with school whatever you can study here 
Yeah. Anyways, this has been Breaking Down the Breakdown with Bernice. Be compassionate, be amazing, and remember, guys, seek out help if you need it. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, Burns. Bye. Tell Christine I said hi. I will. <laughs>